إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار It's been mentioned in the hadith of Abi Hurairah رضي الله عنه وأرضاه which is collected in the صحيح of Imam Muslim that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said خير يوم طلعت عليه الشمس يوم الجمعة the best day that the sun has ever risen in is the day of al-Jumu'ah which is the Friday فيه خلق آدم on this day Adam عليه السلام was created وفيه أدخل الجنة and on this day he was entered into Jannah وفيه أخرج منها and in this day he was taken out of Jannah so we find the greatest day that Allah Jalla wa'ala has created of the week is the day of Jumu'ah and today Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with two blessings he has blessed us with the day of Jumu'ah and he has blessed us with the day of Arafah and we find many ahadith regarding the day of Arafah we find from the hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu an anna rajulan min al-Yahudi qala lahu that a Jewish man he said to him ya amir al-mu'minin O leader of the believers ayatun fi kitabikum taqra'unaha law alayna ma'ashar al-yahud nazalat lattakhadna thalika al-yawma eida there is a book there is an ayah a verse in your kitab that you lot recite and it, if it was revealed to us we would have taken that day as a day of celebration qala ayu ayah umar radiyallahu anhu said which verse so the jewish man he said that this day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has perfected your religion for you and he has perfected his favor upon you and he has chosen for you Islam as your religion so Umar radiallahu anhi said we know which day that was revealed in and the exact place it was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَهُوَ قَائِمٌ بِعَرَفَةَ يَوْمَ جُمُعَةَ While he was standing in Arafah on the day of Jumu'ah So on the day of Jumu'ah which was also the day of Arafah was the day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed his religion perfected his favor upon mankind and chose for the believers Islam as their religion 
So this shows us the greatness of Yom Arafah. And it shows us the greatness of the day of Jumu'ah. We also find regarding the day of Arafah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes an oath by this day. And this shows you how great this day is in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala only makes oaths by great things. He says in the Quran, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَشَاهِدٍ وَمَشْهُودٍ وَشَاهِدٍ وَمَشْهُودٍ The witness and the thing that is witnessed. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu wa arda, he said, الْيَوْمُ الْمَوْعُودِ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ That the day which we have been promised is the day of Qiyamah. وَالْيَوْمُ الْمَشْهُودِ يَوْمُ عَرَفَةِ And the day which is witnessed is the day of Arafah. وَالشَّاهِدْ يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ And the witness is يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ So Allah Jalla wa'ala in the verse وَشَاهِدٍ وَمَشْهُودٍ He is speaking about يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ And he is speaking about يَوْمُ عَرَفَةِ He makes an oath by both of them. And these are two virtues that we have today. The day of Jumu'ah and the day of Arafah. He also says subhanahu wa ta'ala وَالشَّفْعِ وَالْوَتَرِ and by the even and the odd. And Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, when he explained this, he said, الشَّفْعُ يَوْمِ الْأَضْحَى That the even is the day of Adha, which is tomorrow. وَالْوِتْرُ وَالْوِتْرُ يَوْمُ عَرَفَةِ And the odd is the day of Arafah. And this was the view of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. So from this we find that Allah jalla wa'ala made an oath by today. And he also made an oath by tomorrow, which is Eid al-Adha. We also find from the virtues of this blessed day, is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he spoke about fasting on the day of Arafah. And this is for the for other than the one who performs Hajj. He said, يُكَفِّرُ السَّنَةَ الْمَاضِيَةِ وَالسَّنَةَ الْقَابِلَةِ And the hadith is in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. That this, the fasting of today, it expiates the previous years of sins. And it expiates the following year of sins. We also find that the day of Arafah is the day where Allah Jalla wa'ala, He frees most of His slaves from the fire of Jahannam. A day of complete mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, مَا مِنْ يَوْمٍ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ أَنْ يُعْتِقَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ عَبْدًا مِنَ النَّارِ مِنْ يَوْمِ عَرَفَةِ There is no day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He frees more of his slaves from the fire than the day of Arafah. وَإِنَّهُ لَيَدْنُ ثُمَّ يُبَاهِي بِهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he comes close and he boasts to his angels subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَيَقُولُ مَا أَرَادَهَا أُولَاهِ He said whatever they want, whatever they want. And the hadith is in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. Some of the ulama, they said this hadith is not restricted to the people who are performing hajj. The first part of the hadith where Allah Jalla wa'ala frees most of his slaves from the fire of Jahannam. Some of the ulama said this hadith is not restricted to those who are following hajj. So everyone should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And everyone should worship Allah Jalla wa'ala. And everyone should make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking for mercy and forgiveness. Because this could encompass everyone from the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We also find another hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said inna Allah ta'ala yubahi malaikatahu ashiyyata arafa bi ahli arafa that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he boasts to the angels on the afternoon of arafa regarding those who are in arafa and he says subhanahu wa ta'ala unzuru ila ibadi atawni shu'than ghubra that look at my slaves they have come to me dusty and disheveled, they have come to me in this manner. So this hadith is specific to the people of Arafah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he boasts to the angels regarding them. 
But as for the mercy of Allah Jalla wa'ala on the believers, and as for Allah Jalla wa'ala becoming close to His creation, and as for Allah Jalla wa'ala freeing most of His slaves from the fire, that this has been generalized in the previous hadith, and it has not been specified by this hadith. And that's why many of the ulama of Islam, they said, this is a day for every single believer. Those who are, who are in Arafah will have more of a virtue from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they have combined between the virtue of the day of Arafah and the place of Arafah itself. And those who are not in Arafah, then they will have some of the virtues of this day because they have the day of Arafah, but they do not have the place of Arafah. And whatever the case, we find from the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is in the Sahihain. It is in Al-Bukhari al-Muslim, where he said, فِي الْجُمْعَةِ سَاعَةٌ لَا يُوَافِقُهَا عَبْدُ الْمُسْلِمُ الْقَائِمٌ يُصَلِّي فَسَأَلَ اللَّهَ خَيْرًا إِلَّا أَعْطَاهُ In the day of Jum'ah, there is an hour that a Muslim, he will stand and he will make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except that he has given this. So even if we were to assume the view of some of the other scholars that Arafah is specific to the Muslims of Arafah who are there, then we are in a Jumu'ah today. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, in the day of Jum'ah there is an hour where if a Muslim was to stand and pray and make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he will be given his request. So whether we say this is because of Jum'ah or because of Arafah, we find that it is prescribed in the situation that we are in today to make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and to turn to him with good deeds and to turn to him in repentance subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is also a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he said, خَيْرُ الدُّعَاءِ دُعَاءُ يَوْمِ عَرَفَةِ The best supplication and dua is the dua of the day of Arafah. And this is not specified whether you are in Arafah or not. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the best dua is the dua of the day of Arafah. وَخَيْرُ مَا قُلْتُ أَنَا وَالنَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ قَبْلِ And the best thing that I and the prophets that have come before me have ever said is, لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah him alone he has no partners to him belongs the kingdom and all praises and he is able to do all things now this is a very commonly known hadith that the best dua is the dua of Arafah and the best thing me and the prophets before me have said is this remembrance and this hadith has some level of weakness in it but there are evidences that show the Prophet ﷺ did make dua in Arafah. And there are evidences to show the virtues of this supplication. So what is better for a person to do is not to restrict himself to this remembrance and supplication. But rather to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with Quran. And to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with general supplications. And to remember Allah Jalla wa'ala with this supplication and remembrance as well as many others. And we find in the Musannaf of Ibn Abi Shayba, Sadaqa ibn Yasar, he came to Mujahid, and Mujahid was the prominent student of Abdullah ibn Abbas. He said, Sa'altu Mujahidan an qira'atil Qur'an afdal yawm Arafah awi dhikr. He said, I asked Mujahid, what is better on the day of Arafah? Is it reciting the Qur'an or is it remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with dhikr? So Mujahid said, La. Quran. No, rather, the, the recitation of the book is greater and it is better in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why the ulama of Islam, they have said, the greatest remembrance is the recitation of Quran. 
The greatest remembrance is the recitation of Quran because in the Quran we praise and we glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these are the words that have come directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what is from Allah jalla wa'ala is better than what has come from other than Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the exception they have made is if there is a remembrance for a specific time or remembrance for a specific place, then at that particular time and place we will do that specific remembrance. But generally the Quran is the greatest remembrance that we remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. So now that we are in the day of Arafah, and for the people in Arafah, the day in Arafah begins from the time of Duhar. So we are in the day of Arafah, and we are on the day of Jum'ah. And we should all be fasting, and if we are not fasting, then we can make the intention to fast the following year, inshaAllah ta'ala. But we should be fasting because if we fast, then Allah Jalla wa'ala, inshaAllah ta'ala, will expiate the previous year of sins. And He will expiate the following year of sins. We should also give sadaqah, because giving charity is from the beloved deeds to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if it is not about Arafah for those who are outside Arafah, then we have the general hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that good deeds in these 10 days are greater than good deeds in any other 10 days. And sadaqah is from the good deeds. And we should remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by reciting a lot of Qur'an, by doing dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by saying this remembrance, La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la, lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. By making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially in the last part of this day, so in the last hour of this day, and this way we can inshallah ta'ala try and combine between the dua of Arafah and the dua of Jumu'ah. And we should make dua to Allah jalla wa'ala, and we should try and stay away from sins to the best of our ability and turn to Allah Jalla wa'ala in repentance and hope that we are from those who Allah Jalla wa'ala frees today from the fire of Jahannam. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد الله سبحانه وتعالى يسأل من القرآن فصلي لربك وانحر and pray and perform salah for Allah سبحانه وتعالى and sacrifice and we know tomorrow is the day of العيد and this is عيد الأضحى the day of sacrifice where we follow the sunnah of إبراهيم عليه السلام and we sacrifice an animal and the ulama of Islam, they differed. Is it obligatory to sacrifice the animal or not? And irrespective of the differences, there is no doubt that they all agree that it is an extremely virtuous act that if we were able to perform this act, then we should do so. So if we have not already made the intention to sacrifice an animal, then we should make the intention now. And as the ulama of Islam, they mentioned, the greatest animal that can be sacrificed is a camel, and then a cow, and then the sheep and then the goats, and then one-seventh one seventh share of a camel, and then one-seventh share of a cow. So whatever we are able to do, and Allah Jalla wa'ala likes the things which are greater, if we are able to do the greatest of this, then we should. And if we can't, then we should do any one of these that have been mentioned. And it is upon the head of the household to sacrifice on behalf of himself and his family. So if he sacrifices on behalf of himself and his family, then the virtue has been established for himself and his family. So the one who is responsible, and if there are a number of families that are living together, and they share the same food, and they share the expenses of the house, then one sacrifice is sufficient for the entire house. So this is the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam that we should try and perform. And from the legislation of this here, 
is that this can only be performed after we have established the Eid Salah. And this is something that we have to pay attention to. Because sometimes we may have paid money to certain people and they will pray Eid Salah maybe early in the morning and then sacrifice your animal. But you have still yet to pray your Salah. The Eid, the animal can only be sacrificed after you perform the Eid Salah. And if you have not performed the Eid Salah, then this animal will not be classified as your Udhiya and you will have to replace this with another animal. Like what happened at the time of the Prophet when one of the companions of the Prophet he sacrificed his animal before the Eid Salah so when he goes home, he can eat immediately from the meat. And when the Prophet he found out about this, he said no, he said shatuka shatu lahmin. He said the animal that you sacrifice is just any meat. It is not the meat of Udhiya. So you have to now replace it with something else. So if we are going to sacrifice, then ensure that our sacrifice only happens after we have performed the Eid Salah. And the Eid Salah, and the most and the strongest opinion of the ulama is that the Eid Salah is obligatory upon every Muslim man. The Eid Salah is obligatory upon every Muslim man. And therefore, inshallah ta'ala, ensure that you and your children, they perform the Eid Salah. And as for the women, then the Eid Salah has, is highly recommended upon the women of this Ummah. And this is by the consensus of the scholars. That the Eid Salah is highly recommended upon the women of this Ummah. So if the masjid have provided facilities that you pray at, then take your women. To the extent that the Prophet wasallam even used to encourage the women on their menses to go to the Eid Salah. Just so they can listen to the khutbah and they can benefit from the takbirat and the dua of that day. So this is from the etiquette of the Eid Salah. It is also from the etiquette of the Eid Salah. It's for a person not to eat before he goes to the Salah. Like we find from the previous Eid, the Eid after Ramadan, Eid al-Fitr. It is Sunnah to eat something small like a date before you go to the Eid Salah. As for Eid al-Adha, then the Sunnah of the Prophet is to eat after the Salah. And if you are able to do so, which is very difficult in our circumstance now, the first thing the Prophet would do was eat from the animal that he sacrificed. So immediately after the Salah, he would sacrifice the animal and cook parts of the animal and eat from it. And if this is difficult for us to do, then we can eat anything, inshallah ta'ala, after the Eid Salah. And if you eat before the Eid Salah, there is no harm, but the Sunnah is to eat, eat after it. It is also from the Sunnah of the Eid, for a person to have a ghusl, like he has a ghusl for Jum'ah a bath or a shower, like he has for Jum'ah, and then to go to the masjid early, and to leave it from one path, and to come home from a different path, and to say the takbirat of Eid. And we know the takbirat of Eid are still said now for the next few days. It is also from the sunnah of these days, for after every obligatory prayer, whether you have prayed this in a masjid or not, after every obligatory prayer to raise our voices with the takbirat of Eid, like we will do inshallah after Salatul Jum'ah and the rest of the salawat until the end of Ayyam al-Tashriq, which is the 13th day of the Hijjah, and the last salah which we will do this will be Salatul Asr. These are from some of the etiquettes of Eid, and also the ulama recommend, especially as we are living in the West, to make this a, a joyful day for yourselves and your families. And make this a joyful day, especially for your children. So they look up to the celebrations of Islam and they do not seek joy and happiness in the celebrations of other religions. So to make sure they have an enjoyable time in these days. We also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a beneficial day for all of us. Amen. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did say that because these are one of the few days, Eid al-Adha tomorrow and the three days after this, these four days are prohibited in al-Islam to fast. And the Prophet ﷺ, what did he say? He said, these are the days of eating and drinking and remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the days where we should enjoy ourselves in dunya, in the halal that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. These are the days of eating and drinking and remembering Allah 
subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the correct path and to the truth in all of our affairs. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to establish the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to allow us to establish everything that he did the way he did it sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah jalla wa ala to rectify our affairs and to give us the highest jannah without punishment and trial. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Rabbana la tu'akhidna in nasina aw akhtaqna. Rabbana wa la tahmil alayna isran kama hamaltahu ala alladhina min qablina. Rabbana wa la tuhammilna ma la taqata lana bih. Wa'fu anna waqfil lana warhamna. Anta maulana fansurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin. Allahumma qfil lana warhamna. Wa'afina wa'fu anna ya rabb al-alamin. Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulub. Thabbit qulubana ala dinik. وثبت قلوبنا على طاعتك يا رب العالمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم كن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وظهيرا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقم الصلاة